and welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Laura Essengill, and this is my podcast. You can find A Fistful of Truth on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms, all listed on the Anchor.fm portal. All of this information, podcasts, blog posts, and much more can be all located in one convenient place for your easy reference. Please visit my new website www.afistfuloftruth.com features the latest podcast, blog posts, and much more all in one convenient location. My favorite part of my daily grind, my daily grind, <laughs> like I have a job, is um, my blog, delaraessengill.blog. You can visit the blog and share any information there that others dare not talk about. I spent a long time compiling all sorts of articles and Oh, stuff that has probably banned me from forever entering, re-entering the Matrix. Although the Matrix is changing, I believe. I think we're going to see some changes. It's slowly, people are starting to ask questions, and I'm very grateful to see this in my own circles, especially here in this not-so-tinsel town of Petowood, which I've written extensively about uh, child trafficking, human trafficking, saving the children, blood currency. Check that article out. If you haven't already, check out Baphomet Genetic Manipulation, all sorts of other stuff. That we need to pay attention to, folks, because uh, pedowood arrests, they're going on. They're going on. There's pedophiles getting arrested, but it's just not being advertised by the mainstream media. And I did cover some of these in my last articles. You can check them out there. And you can also check out the latest POTUS rally decodes with, with snacking on. The last one from Anchorage, Alaska is loaded. And I will be posting, um, there should be an article about that, but I will be posting another article about the present one and uh, the present POTUS rally in Arizona also. So thank you to everybody who shares the articles on the blog, shares this podcast. The way to donate and help me is to share this information because I can't do it, but you can. You, the listeners, are my support group when it comes to getting this information out. It is our duty to each other to spread the truth and nothing but and uh, keep going because that's the only way that we're going to be free is if all of us uh, all of us are, are not free until all, excuse me, none of us are free until all of us are free. I love that song by Solomon Burke. Please check that out. Maybe I'll post it. I keep forgetting to post it. Please enter your email address on the blog if you haven't done so already. Thank you to the 46,000 plus followers that are following DelaraEssengill.blog. And we're almost at a million hits. And we're almost at a million hits. I'm so humbled. I never thought I would see the day where I was blogging daily instead of running companies or running to court or doing whatever the heck it is that I was doing for the last uh, working years of my life, which has been since my teens. And here I am spreading a fistful of truth daily because it's really all that's left to do until uh, we, we achieve our united, not divided, true freedom. And God bless all the patriots who, who share this information. Uh, today is Friday. You heard it here first on A Fistful of Truth. You heard it here first. And today, instead of uh, me doing a podcast, I have a special guest here this evening, one of my favorite Anons. I've been talking with her for many years, and um, finally we are able to do some podcasts together here. Uh, We're going to talk about something I've already mentioned a few times, but not in this sense. And this is some new information, so I decided to do this special episode here. We're going to be doing different episodes together, but tonight I'm going to welcome Montana Sky on You Heard It Here First on A Fistful of Truth. I think this is the first time I've had a guest on You Heard It Here First. And tonight we're going to talk about diamonds. And you've heard me mention blood diamonds before. You've heard me mention blood currency before. These are both articles you can check out 
on the blog at delaraessengill.blog. I'll also be posting another article about this talk that we're having this evening sometime after the blog, uh, excuse me, the podcast goes up. I do try to get a blog post up if it's relevant uh, for things like Sunday, Sundays, uh, spiritual Sundays. I don't um, because usually those are just readings, but when there's information that's being presented, I do try to post a blog post so you can look forward to one called the episode of, uh, that we're calling tonight's, you heard it here first, about those diamonds. So welcome to You Heard It Here First, Montana Sky. Well, welcome back, Montana Sky. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you, Jalara? I'm always well. You know, we are going through some crazy times, but every morning I get up, I feel very blessed to be a part of this, uh, this time for humanity. Me too. Um, as far as disclosure, though, I, I really do think that it's going to be people like us that do it. I don't think we're going to have the mainstream media revealing any big news. I do think it's shows like yours, which are going to be revealing truth on a larger scale. That's what I think. Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you also for being here because you have a, you have very good insight, great discernment. And I like your, um, I like your point of view because it takes, it takes courage, but it also takes um, not just homework, but a special sense of understanding what's going on. And I think it's our duty when we see these things and when we talk to bring it to the listeners and hopefully they take it to other people. And this movement grows in this way, because like you said, it's not going to be somebody getting up there and reading from a scroll. We know that's not going to work. It's we, the people that have to do this work for, for God. It's true. We started talking last time about the V8 And I know that today we're going to speak some more about it, but I did listen to your excellent decode with snacking on, on the Alaska rally that POTUS just held. And I did have a few comments. I really, really enjoyed the decode though. It completely took my understanding to a whole new level. So I, I want to thank both of you for your hard work. And I'm sure many of the other listeners feel similarly. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I, um, really appreciate your comments. And I also uh, really appreciate um, you have some points to make. And I think the um, listeners will really appreciate as I did what you have to say. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, you were discussing HARP. Well, if you, if anybody's following what's going on in Europe right now, they have extreme heat. They're up at like 104 degrees in many of the capitals and they're really suffering. And of course they have an energy shortage in from, Um, I guess, Russia, because they do not have enough energy to run air conditioners and cooling sites. And I guess that harp is causing the European heat. So that's the first thought. The second is you mentioned that throwaway comment that POTUS made. We made it, Ron, and you were saying, who are they referring to? And instantly I thought he's referring to Reagan. Wasn't Reagan the last or one of the last decent people we had in the Oval Office. It may not be a perfect answer, but I just want to throw it out there as a possibility. Yes, I think you are correct. And thank you for that, because uh, that makes complete sense. And then you were talking about Twitter. 
and Elon or Ilona, <laughs> however you want to refer to him. And you were wondering why, why POTUS would be reviewing the Twitter documents. And here's the thing. It occurred to me, I do have a background in New York City real estate because I, I worked for one of Trump's biggest competitors. And I did review lots of documents as I'm sure you did as well. I reviewed it from a business angle. I'm not an attorney, I'm a finance person. My comment would be that flip, uh, twi Twitter is gonna be flipped. It's common in big real estate. If someone, if someone has a property or is in contract for a property, it could even be a house, a residential house or a condo that person A who's in contract with person B never actually takes possession of the house or the condo or the development site. What they do is they then turn around and market it or they have a, a deal with person C to take them out of the deal and purchase it like about one minute after person A does. So all of the uh, clauses and and specifics and the deal points that that are existing between person A and person B have to be revealed and approved by person C so that they can immediately take over the deal. Got it? Got so it. That, that would be, we've all seen this ha happen, how the, the house down the street may be purchased or in contract with Sally and she's buying it from John, but Sally sells the deal and flips it to Richard. Uh, but Richard needs to understand and approve of anything that Sally and John have going on between them because Richard is just going to buy it immediately from Sally. In fact, Sally may not even be putting up the money and Elon may not even be putting up the money here. I really like this explanation because I was trying to figure out, you know, obviously it's not a public contract, it's up for sale and they're discussing this. So when you mentioned this to me and explained this to me, um, I don't have a real estate background. However, I did represent as a personal attorney, not a real estate attorney at all. Uh, one of Trump's very close personal uh, real estate partners that he worked with for a very long time. So this is, this is starting to make sense because why would POTUS, why would Trump uh, review the contract from Elon, Ilona, uh, if he was not involved in the art of this deal? Well, I hope that helps. And maybe one of the listeners has some other feedback, but that's just my comment. Well, thank you for that. I think that's very enlightening. And again, um, if you do have a comment, I will be posting a blog article about uh, our talk today called About Those Diamonds. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can leave a comment there as I'm not on any other social media uh, at this time, except for Truth Social. Uh, is really where um, I check in once in a while, but I'm sticking to the blog and the podcast. I think we reach more people this way and the the volume of information is better presented and able to, uh, people can replay this and not have to go look through threads and so forth. Okay. All right. Well, before we get to talk about diamonds, uh, I want to follow up um, our talk from last time. We were speaking about the V8. The V8, and, yes. And it was just really funny because two days, I guess we recorded on a Sunday and two days after uh, I was driving and I was behind this bus and this bus, 
I, I'll send you the picture. I don't know if you want to put it in your blog, but it has sure. a big picture of, you know, this, this ad. And the ad is for um, um, basically for VA. And they uh, give all the specifics and they give the name, they give the name of the, um, of the company, which is actually, you know what, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the picture and you yeah, can see it in there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's CSL space, P-L-A-S-M-A.com. Great. And so, so they have that. And I actually took the picture and when I came home, I, I looked at, I looked up the website and I thought, wow, that's, that's really interesting. And I said, hmm, I wonder where the locations are. Now mm -hmm. I'm in upstate New York. So I put in my zip code and I then went downstate and I thought, oh my gosh, they have like 15 locations in New York. This is amazing. And they are selling, they actually are going to take donations of V8 for $400 a pop, which they were going to give to those people on a preloaded credit card. Okay. And they encourage people to come in monthly. Okay. Yeah. So, so then I said, gee, if I was in Alabama, do they have a location in Alabama? And I know that the listeners are everywhere. Yes. So I gave you the website and I'm going to give you the picture. And I would encourage people to go in to this website and find the location nearest you. You're going to be shocked. I, I checked Alabama. And if you're in Birmingham, there's about eight or 10 locations there. And I was just on the phone before uh, I spoke with you. I'm speaking with you with my friend who's in Tampa, Florida. And she, I told her, she wanted to know, what are you going to talk about today on Delara? I said, well, I'm going to speak about the VA. And so she said, well, what's the website? And as we were talking, she looked it up and she, she said, oh my God, there are like 10 locations here in Tampa. So my point is, is these collection locations are everywhere. And I was thinking ahead on this and I said, gee, we have the illegals everywhere. I wonder if this is part of the program because they haven't taken certain products so I'm thinking that this is for um, in both intake and for reception. This is very interesting. And I would ask the listeners to just take a look and see what's near you. And the reason you want to do that is because, first of all, you can validate for yourself what's going on. And there will be that, oh, my God, moment. But the other thing is, is that this is how you can share with your friends and family who are in disbelief. Remember, every one of us here, Delara, you and your listeners, these are the thought leaders. There's not going to be uh, some program on TV that everyone's going to tune into to learn about these things. It's up to us to educate those around us. And us means everyone listening to the program. You want to hear this while you're talking? It's a thousand dollars in California. It's a thousand dollars for the uh, for the V eight. For the V eight girl, it's a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars monthly. You can go in. 
and uh, do your V8 deal. Wow. So, you know, this is, this is also, we don't want to go into this today because we have a lot of other things we're going to be talking about with you coming up on different, um, different topics that we're going to be covering where, you know, disclosure is indeed important. But, you know, I, we talked about this lightly last time where the food shortage that I, I did a, you heard it here first. I don't think the food shortage is for us. And uh, Lynn Wood was talking uh, yesterday very openly for the first time. I love Lynn. I love Lynn so much. I think he's such a brave man and he's really just speaking the truth, capital truth. Um, they were talking about the, uh, the um, party favors in Hollywood. And, um, you know, I can say this word, the adrenochrome. And um, I think that people need to really realize how big of a situation this is and what is really being consumed and what is running out as the organization is being caught, fried, and put to justice. Because I try to explain to people quite often that yes, I've seen some horrific crimes in my career and I have, you know, things I can never unsee, Montana, I will never be able to unsee the images that I have seen. And I don't wish for anybody to have to see this stuff. But at this point, you know, rip off the bandaid, I get it. But people need to realize, I could not believe when I got introduced to this information as being somebody in Hollywood who, you know, people know the story. If you have, if you don't know the story, go back and listen to older podcasts. So I don't uh, take up our time today. I had no idea how big this was and what we're talking about right now with the V8 is so important because imagine how big this organization is for them to be opening up centers all over the United States. Actually, I, actually, I don't think these centers are new. I think they've been there. They've been right there all the time. I don't know how old they are. These look a little bit new to me. The ones I'm looking at are a little bit new, um, but I, they may be repurposed. And I don't, like, you know, you mentioned something. Where is this money going? Well, I don't know, but you know what, Delara, you have an awful lot of listeners and maybe somebody could, could actually do a deep dive on what's happening in their town with this with this information and let us know uh, let you know uh, because I think that certainly you can't every one of the listeners can't require can't can't basically just sit back and let us do all the work we're, we're calling this out and this is happening everywhere and it would be amazing for somebody or a couple of somebody's to do a little research to learn about what these locations were before and mm -hmm. let us know what's happening because this is how it happens. Yes. Well, I, yeah. I really appreciate, I mean, it's by no coincidence ever, nothing's a coincidence that you were able to see and get a photograph that you shared with me, which we'll share on the article um, about those diamonds, which will be posted on the blog sometime this week. So stay tuned for that. And we'll share this and for you can go check this information out there so that it's a little clearer. And you can, if you have something to add, please do add it. And we will talk about it again on the next podcast. Okay, well, anyway, I, I don't think I mentioned it to you, but my nephew, my favorite nephew got engaged. And um, congratulations. 
thank you. B is 32 and his lovely uh, fiance is also 32. He, he's a truck driver actually. And Aww. he bought her a beautiful ring. And as they've of course have shown the pictures and I'm very happy for them. And I'm sure a lot of the audience is wearing a beautiful diamond ring or maybe a ruby ring or an emerald or my favorite because I love the color tanzanite. And for the for the others that haven't worn it, maybe they've bought one for somebody uh, at some point. And, you know, diamonds are absolutely gorgeous. And I used to work at 383 Madison and then I worked uh, over at um 635 Madison, which is right around the corner from 47th Street. And 47th Street is, of course, the diamond capital of the United States. And it's unbelievable. And quite honestly, because I worked around the corner and I was an assistant to big people, I wasn't, you know, I'm, I wasn't a big person. I didn't have a big job, but I worked for people that had big jobs. So I worked in some fancy places. And of course, I would on my lunch hour, walk over to Tiffany's or walk over to Cartier, you know, you have to get out and stretch your legs. And the diamonds are fabulous. And I learned that it's De Beers diamonds that come with a certificate in Tiffany's or Cartier. And they're fabulous. Of course, we all like to look at pretty shiny things. And then when it was time for me to give a splurge, like on my birthday or something, I would take a walk to 47th Street, which had knockoffs of all of those beautiful Cartier and Tiffany diamonds. And 47th Street, uh, the diamond district, it runs between 5th Avenue and 6th Avenue with some stores on the Avenue side, but mostly in the district. And it is run by Hasidic Jews. Now, a little bit of background. I am Jewish. Uh, I am um, actually from the faction that we, I was born into the wrong family. But I was recognized at a young age, like three or four, as being different and being a total rebel. So I am not anti-Semitic. I am, this is my background, and I'm honest, and I'm sharing the truth, okay? So I move easily in those circles, but I would go to 47th Street and treat myself to pearls. I love pearls. They're absolutely gorgeous. And I learned that you could get an incredible strand of pearls on 47th Street, and I would actually get them. I used to get like one a year as a present, so I now have a beautiful collection. They come in different colors, freshwater pearls, and it was what I could afford. So that's what I did. They were maybe $75 a strand. And I also bought them as gifts, but traveling in and out of the district, you can't help but look at the incredible diamonds. And what I learned is, is that those diamonds and the shapes are all knockoffs of what's at Cartier and Tiffany. So you could buy a $25,000 two carat ring at Tiffany or Cartier that would be a De Beers diamond and come with a certificate. Uh, or you could buy virtually a lookalike on 47th Street which comes from a lab or, you know, we, we were told that they were, you know, also real diamonds, whatever that means. Um, and you could pay, you know, 
5,000 for it. So for 98% of the world, they buy something that is not from Cartier or Tiffany. Many people across the country, they buy from Zales or from uh, one of those other K jewelers, you know, the chains, I think some of them have consolidated. And of course you see diamonds at Costco and you see them everywhere. And you have to sit back and say, gosh, isn't that interesting? And so, you know, just let that lie for a moment, diamonds. And not just diamonds, but rubies and emeralds and tanzanite, large, large stones. So when it was revealed that Oprah and certain other highly placed people were wearing these blood diamonds or these blood rubies, right, that were created on Epstein Island, you know, the wheels started to turn uh-huh. in the brain. Because that technology isn't just used for that one location, of course. No. And I sit back and having lived in the Jewish, heavily Jewish community in Westchester for 25 years, watching the folks travel only to Israel or to Boca Raton or Miami, that's that's it. Nobody seems to go anyplace else. And I thought, gosh, isn't that weird? And I would sit back and think, isn't it odd how I have friends, people I was friendly with, you know, arm's length, that would not have very much money, but darn it, they would be going to Israel twice a year. And you sit, you sit back and you say, isn't that interesting? They take their whole family, they don't have much money, they come back and they're going back to Israel. And if you ask questions, you're told, we're visiting family and you get some long complicated answer. But one family in particular, they just went to Israel. They are a family of five, they all drive and they have only one car, but yet they have lots of money to go to Israel. Now, just park that in the back of your mind. And remember that there's a triangle between Metro New York and Boca Raton and Israel. And I've spoken to friends over the years who tell me they do books for these folks. And they tell me the diamonds are coming in, the 47th Street diamonds are coming in from Israel. Again, let's sit back and think. By the way, the Post just did an article about this, and they uh, in the Post article, which I can find for you so you can put on your blog, they talk about the Hasidic cartel, which runs 47th Street. And yes, I've been there many, many times. That's what it is. And the folks who are on 47th Street, in fact, most of them live in Muncie, New York, which is a... um, I'm making a face here. It is a Jewish enclave. And in fact, they have their own busing right from the Diamond District to Muncie, which is about an hour upstate. And they have their own buses. They have everything. It's so amazing. So the post was just kind of like drawing that connection. And when I, I have a very dear friend who's in Boca Raton, and she actually gave me all the addresses of the shops. There's a similar setup in Boca Raton and in Miami. And she has all of the the addresses 
And she said, yeah, I used to do the books. So we have something interesting going on with diamonds being imported from Israel into these locations and then fanning out across the United States. Now, let's go one step further. How are the diamonds transported? Do you really think that they're sent by FedEx or UPS or in an envelope? No, how do you transport things of extremely high value that you don't want TSA to find? Yeah, remember how they bring heroin and cocaine into the, into the country? It could be through people. It you could don't. be in their bodies. We yep. don't know, but yep. it's not in, not necessarily in luggage. How many times, who, raise your hand, everybody who's lost luggage, okay? Raise your hand, everybody who's, who's been stopped and had their carry-on searched by TSA. It's, that's just about everybody, right? Because they, they um, video or they use x-ray technology to look into everything. Well, if it's in your body or in a cavity of your body, it's a little harder to do, isn't it? So we're putting the pieces together and that's very interesting. And um, that's the story. And Delara, I know that you have law enforcement listening to your program. So if any of those people want more information, please contact Delara and we'll make that available. But that's what's going on there. And so now everybody take your left hand if you're a lady and look at your ring if you have one. And ask yourself, well, what is that? Is that, what is that? And remember, we've all seen those videos of, how do we say this gently? Of um, um, meat product in certain locations with Israeli doctors in Israel and in China. We've seen those pictures, those videos. Are you, do you know the ones I'm talking about? I can make it easy meat. for our conversation and just send the li listeners over to the human meat industry article on my blog, which uh, features a rabbi speaking about this. So we don't have to go. Okay. Into I, I didn't want to, I don't know what okay. I can no, say. Fine. So in other words, guys, those rings, the diamonds in those rings, first of all, if it's not from Cartier and it's not from Tiffany and you don't have a certificate, it's probably not from the ground, right? Okay? That's the first thing. And I know I can hear, oh my God, I can hear the listeners right now. Oh my God. And yes, gentlemen, if you've bought one of these or ladies, you, if you're wearing one of these, yes, it's probably not from the ground. Probably not. Um, okay. And there's also, it. there's also an article they can go to, uh, you can go to blood diamonds on my blog at delaraessengill.blog. So that will actually give you some more information and, um, you can also do your own research always, but, um, you can check out a, a video that I have posted. They haven't taken it down yet. And they actually explain how these are made. Yeah. Well, this is ugly. And, and folks, I'm really sorry, but we never said disclosure was going to be easy. No. And remember that each one of you listening, you're the thought leaders in your circle. Okay. You are smart. Okay. You are sensitive. You are connected. And now the question is, is now what do you do? I don't know what I'm going to tell my nephew, but now what do you do? Because now you have a ring uh, with a diamond 
or a ruby or an emerald or a tanzanite. Usually it's the larger stones, okay? Now, what do you do? And I thought about this all week and I came up with a solution and it's not perfect, but you know what? I have one of these rings and I'm gonna do it. Of course, I'm, I'm divorced now, but you know, the ring is put away, but I still think this is a good plan. These, these people, these people gave their bodies against their will, okay? They died, they were killed. They were killed for their organs, for their V8 and yep. their body. So now how can our listeners, how can our listeners um, do something about this? And I came up with a solution. Well, tell us what it is. I'd, I'd love to hear it. And also I think people are gonna really um, appreciate what you have to say, Montana. Well, okay, I'm a gardener too, like many people. And so this is where the thought comes from. Take a coffee cup or a like a little pot and fill it with soil and take your ring or if it's a brooch or it's earrings and conduct a funeral for that person. We're all spiritual. You can certainly take 10 minutes and do this and offer that person a burial and bury your ring and put that cup or that pot in your bathroom and let it sit. Let it sit for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever feels right. And then take the ring and wash it off and say another prayer and then wear it and honor that person. Remember that. Just remember that. And I think that way you can almost, it's almost like saging your ring. How can you do it to offer a funeral and a proper burial to that person? You have most of their body there. So I, I think this is doable. And it's doing it with honor and in memory. And it also, I'm not asking you to throw out your ring. No. This way, I think this is a good solution. What do you think? I think that's a beautiful uh, solution because, you know, what's been done is done. And a lot of people are going to find out about this. And some people will be in denial and they'll, you know, ego, those three letters that keep us from seeing the truth. So I hope that people can move past that because it is shocking. Look, I, I was, I don't own any expensive jewelry at all. Um, however, when I found out about this, I was mortified. And, you know, here's somebody who has seen all sorts of horrific um, things and to find out, you know, it's just like you can never, you think you're going to become immune to this information until you find out something new and then you just feel sick all over again. So we, you're not alone out there when you find out about this, you know, in the article, um, Blood Diamonds, there's a little picture that I'm looking at. It says the world's richest and greatest tragedy that ever surfaced uh, in the heart of Africa, because in Africa, a lot of these diamonds are mined um, out of Africa as well. And you can read more about that in the article, but I think it's really important to understand that um, we don't have to, you know, we can't get rid of everything in our life. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd, if we had to get rid of everything that has been touched or, um, 
I don't want to get too dark here. And there's so much more, you know, when we're talking, there's so much more I could say, because immediately my mind is going to Semex without going into that, you know, we're talking about V8 and we're talking about what was in the cement. So if we're driving over a freeway, what are we going to do? Stop driving over the freeway because we know what's in the cement that they mixed into it when they were extracting V8. And, you know, I talked, uh, I think it was two nights ago, I talked about how uh, people were disposing of bodies. Oh, last night, Snackanon and I were talking about, you know, pig farms, which is not something that people are unfamiliar with. It's been enough, enough movies and people have heard enough about it. Of course, people don't want to think about it. Cognitive dissonance is a thing. But if you own one of these diamonds or emeralds or stones or gems, um, it's like we can't get rid of everything. And what we need to do, I think what you're offering people is a solution of how to honor the life of the person that may have indeed been given up for that object that gem. And even going beyond that, we're going to find out more than, than gems, Montana. It's just, it's going to go far and beyond what we're talking about today. So people need to start getting used to the idea that th these things are very real and we need to be able to process them and not close our eyes to it because that's what we're facing with the cognitive dissonance going on with our friends, family, and people we've had to distance ourselves from, we cannot become one of them. We have to, uh, in a way, mourn what has happened, which is, you know, there's a natural process for grieving when you find out crazy information like this. And we all go through, as human beings, a very similar psychological process. And, you know, first is acceptance, you know, don't deny what has happened. And the next thing is processing that information and accepting and then moving on. And what you've just described, I think, is a honorary and beautiful way for people to just accept this hard reality and uh, not have to give up their, their heirlooms or their, their, meaningful, um, their meaningful jewels or whatever else might come of this conversation in the near future. Yeah, and going forward, I want to shout out my for my cubic zirconia. I actually love cubic zirconia. I wear cubic zirconia earrings, which cost me like 10 bucks. And I have a beautiful ring, which is um, cubic. It's one of those eternity rings with the uh, cubic zirconias around in sterling silver. Uh, the ring was like 35 bucks and the earrings are like 10 bucks and they look pretty and everybody thinks they're real diamonds. And I love cubic zirconia. So going forward, treat yourself to some CZ. And yeah, it comes in lots of different colors. And certainly at, you know, 20 and $30 a pop, it's nothing more than something made in a simple lab. So that's just my plug for that. I agree. Uh, and, and, you know, diamonds aren't necessarily a girl's best friend. Rhinestones, in my case. <laughs> yes. I, I love rhinestones. Love them. Yes. <laughs> love them. Exactly. Love them. Love them. So I think that's a wonderful uh, way that you described. And I hope that people take that to heart. I also wanted to point out real quickly um, that POTUS, as we began this conversation and you bought us some light from uh, last night's decode or a couple days decode of the Anchorage uh, rally with Snackanon, 
Um, your points that you made are very valuable and I want to thank you and acknowledge you for those. I love talking with you. I love sharing with you. And I love that other people can hear us talk because that's the whole point. What's the point if just you and I are talking that it goes nowhere. Um, so it's very important that we, we talk and other people are engaged in this conversation, not just listening, but also giving us feedback. Again, you can do that on the blog. POTUS likes to give us messages and we know how to listen to him. And I learn every day. I learn how to better listen to him every day. I love listening to him. I, I listen to the um, uh, speeches and rallies and, and wherever he's, he's at over and over again sometimes because I hear different things and it's great to have, to be able to go back to them although there's only so much time in the day. On the article, uh, Diamonds, Blood Diamonds on the blog, uh, there's a quote that uh, a statement, excuse me, that Donald J. Trump put out on May 10th of 2021. And you can go look at this. I underlined it here. Uh, he talks about the major Michigan election fraud that happened, uh, is happening and happened, the number of votes. But I wanna highlight this part of the quote without reading the whole thing. He says in the statement, if a thief robs a jewelry store of all its diamonds, the diamonds must be returned. And POTUS makes, uh, you know, we were talking, POTUS makes references to diamonds quite often. And another time, maybe you can give me some ideas on this as I'm speaking out loud here. Um, he talks about his property in New York, his, his, his offices. Maybe you could tell me, um, I don't know exactly where this is. And I didn't spend as much time in New York as you have. You know, you're, you're from, from New York and I only spent a little bit of time there, but his office, I believe, isn't it next to Tiffany's? Um, give me just a minute. I believe that, that they're actually a tenant. Yes, they're a tenant. There you go. It's a tenant. Um, he talks about, he makes references to Tiffany's all the time. And I always wondered why he was doing that. And now I'm starting, as we're talking here on this show, I'm starting to put that together. Um, well, well, here's the other thing. As, we're, as you're talking, <clears throat> this thought just occurred to me. This is not a nice thought. And I'm sorry, I know we're recording. Okay. But, you know, all these diamonds are found in Africa. Yes. And there has been, a lot of them are in deposits. I happen to know that there are big deposits in like Zaire and Zimbabwe, et cetera. Yes. But you know that it has been an agenda to, how do we say this gently? Liquidate, destroy people in Africa. They're yeah. after the land in Africa. Yes. But what if some of the diamonds that they're finding in Africa really aren't really aren't from the ground they're not right it's so not, yeah right i mean some of them the de beers diamonds i would say i assume that they are i don't know anything about the company but i know that there are some diamonds that are like the de beers actually owns the mines but there are diamonds found in other places in africa sierra in leone in sierra leone Right, maybe they're liquidating the population. Well, if you read the article here, I posted links to other articles that actually talk about, uh, the New York Times has an article about how Sierra Leone is no place to be young. 
because of the forcible conscription of children, some as young as seven, into uh, porters or sex slaves. And then, um, yes, this is here on, on, I mean, this is not something that's hidden, but people need to look at this, uh, digest it and connect the dots. Banana Island, I talk about this and guess who's in charge of all this Montana? The Almat Group. And the Almat Group is led by the Rockefeller Group, JP Morgan. Um, and really it's, uh, I was at a meeting at, oh gosh, I shouldn't probably say the company, but who cares? I was at a meeting at Universal and there was other companies involved, other entertainment companies involved, and they were investing heavily with Zuckerberg and Banana Island off the African coast. And I said, well, what is this about? You know, after I walked out, I was talking to the executives and I actually talk about this, um, they, I said, what is, what is going on? I said, well, this is the next stop, they said, for the Hollywood elite. And I said, well, what do you mean? So Sierra Leone is right next to this. And here we go. Um, sex slavery, human trafficking, Silicon Valley, and Mossad all tied together. So there you go. There's the ties to Israel. And there's the ties to Africa. And um, there's the ties to the, the blood diamonds. And I'm just clicking through if you guys are hearing clicking. And then you got these celebrities. They always have to show off the ring. And I talk about this in one of my podcasts. And I'm sorry if this is disturbing to people, but hey, it's a reality. You guys have all seen movies. So I'm talking from personal experience. Serial killers like to keep trophies of their victims. And they'll often go on a killing spree and they'll kill you know, I talked about Jeffrey Dahmer recently in the Cannibal Cannibal uh, Gate celebrity secrets of the celebrities. But veering away from that whole separate subject, my goodness, we could just go on forever. Um, serial killers will often go on a serial killing spree. They'll have a modus operandi, meaning the way in which they conduct their crimes, and that's what usually leads detectives to finding uh, the perpetrators. And in my experience you know there's been things like fingernails that have been kept fingers i know this is disturbing folks so i won't go into too much detail but you get it okay i don't need to go into more of it in this case what these people are doing and i'm just going to say it because we're talking um we know what was going on on epstein island i had a horrific dream by the way that i haven't shared where i got to see in my dream, you know, I also, I often have these uh, nightmares that come back once in a while from the pictures and graphic crime scenes that I've seen of children and women that were victims of violent crimes and not, not alive. I, I got to see, unfortunately, them after they were gone and, you know, moving backwards, connecting the dots to trying to find who did it. And um, this is back in my early days in, in my um, legal career, but oftentimes, um, when I, in this horrific dream, I got to see exactly what was going on in these rooms. And I, I swear to God, I have never, ever, ever uh, had such a terrible dream or seen any kind of movie that, you know, it makes Frazzle Drip look like kids play the dream that I had. It was so horrific. And I really believe I saw what was going on because, you know, you connect these dots, you get to see your, your subconscious works at night too. And also you get these downloads of what's going on and you put it to, you piece it together I believe that these children that were raped, tortured, used as sex slaves and killed were later turned into jewelry. And that's what these celebrities 
and people of uh, notoriety that are involved in this sick club are showing off in these pictures. And it's basically the same thing as the serial killer who keeps a trophy. Montana, I'm sorry to say these are their trophies. Oh, I know. Well, you know what? It's not the only ones. Uh, I've never been one for fancy shoes or fancy yes. handbags. Yeah. Where's all this leather coming from? It's not coming from just cows, guys. Kate Spade. Nope. Uh, Kate Spade. So, I'm, yeah. Look it up. I mean, that's a whole other topic. We could go into that some other time. Well, I don't know enough about, quite honestly, I, I don't own any, I, I own one pocketbook. I bought it like five, six years ago and I, I have one pocketbook. So I don't need Mine's fake. My, mine's fake and it's really cute. It's got a dove on it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, there you go. And I'm well, sorry again, if this has been disturbing for the audience, but you know, again, it's like, you know, I want to say something else too. One of the hardest things in the world is when your child goes missing. And if there's somebody out there, my heart, um, my heart is with you. If you've ever had this happen to you, uh, my heart is with you. My prayers are with you. I did this for a living. It still like hurts me to even talk about it blankly without thinking of a personal uh, victim. And I'm not talking about a child that you might've lost to a natural cause or some kind of crime um, that was ex explicable, but special victims. I'm gonna say this, the hardest thing in the world I know it's hard for doctors. I have a lot of doctor friends that have to come out and tell their families perhaps that they've lost the patient or the patient has passed on. That's the hardest part of the doctor's job. When I hear, when I talk to them, they say that's their hardest part. The hardest part of working in special victims was to walk out to the family whose child was missing and tell them what happened to their child or their loved one. But I'll tell you this, and I'll bring this up to a positive note. Even the families of tortured victims that have passed on, the hardest thing for them is to, is to have the missing part with no closure. That's the hardest part. But when they get the information, even the people that don't have the closure or do have the closure, even those families, the hardest thing to go through, move on. It doesn't mean the pain goes away or the memory fades of the person they've lost or the love goes away, or even the spirit of that person is eternal. We know that. But even those families that were directly affected by this, and there's going to be many people that are going to probably find out that they were affected by this. This is going to be the hardest part. Even those people, by the grace of God, are able to move on. So I know you guys might find this difficult. Um, especially people that have never heard of this before. A lot of listeners have because they're very educated on the matters and they've been following the blog and the talks and so forth, like yourself. However, we are going to be able to move on and heal together. The truth shall indeed set us free. I just wanted to put that out there that people, we are resilient. Human beings are very resilient and we are going to be able to heal from this, but we first must disclose must find out and speak the truth and walk with a fistful of truth and tell people what's going on and share it, please, because that's the only way we're going to set ourselves free. I just wanted to put that in there. Delara, thank you so much for your wisdom and your leadership. Thank you so much for your insight and your dedication to helping humanity. God bless you, Montana Sky. God bless you, Delara, and God bless every single one of your audience members. 
go out and if you need to re-listen, re-listen. Please share this. It's got to get out. Yes. Thank you very much. And thank you. You, Montana Sky. It is a blessing to know you. It is a blessing to have you on the show and speaking to our uh, our listeners here. And it is a blessing to know all of you that are listening out there who write to me. And those of you who don't write to me, I know you're out there because you can hear me. And I know that uh, there, I know at least how many people are listening. I may not know you personally, but through this truth movement and through this uh, time that we're going through, I send you my blessings and I thank you for standing with this difficult and sometimes very hard to absorb information. And I know tonight's podcast was a little bit maybe difficult for some new listeners and the veterans of this information are used to this info and, you know, be careful and be gentle with those around you. As George Pittman says in Navigating the Storm, please check out that episode. Be kind to each other. There's also a blog entry I'm featuring George Pittman. Be kind to each other. We have to revisit some of these older podcasts. Uh, Navigating the Storm with George Pittman uh, is very essential in the information that was presented here this evening. A lot of this stuff people don't really realize. And I didn't realize it until it was pointed out to me. And a lot of stuff that Montana Sky described here this evening is uh, in part new to me too. So we always learn and the rabbit hole never ends. And we must learn how to come to terms with what it is that we've been dealing with, whether it's our food source, our our gems, you know, our our jewelry, which we talked about this evening. And by the way, there was some news in California recently, which I I do want to uh, look up really quickly here. And there was a bus that happened um, in California uh, recently. Let me see if I can pull it up here. And I noticed this after um, we were talking, there was some kind of uh, a bust that happened where a bunch of uh, gems, luxury, high-end jewels, millions of dollars were um, seized uh, very recently in in California. So I don't know if this is obviously related, but please uh, go dig on your own because, you know, this is how we all share information. And there was, um, you know, recently before that, there was a theft ring stealing a million, millions of dollars in jewelry. And the uh, Department of Justice has been staying up on this and talking about this for quite some time. So I think this is all related somehow. And um, again, thank you for tuning in and thank you for staying vigilant. And thank you for um, sharing this podcast with somebody who may um, find this information, even though somewhat disturbing, interesting. And of course, you know, we have to speak and tell the truth because that is the only way that we will set ourselves free. God bless you, patriots. Where we go one. We go all.